Tiffany Micah podcast and welcome to this week's daily tiff. Yes, that's right. So we're back into the daily tiffs as well. Um, what I shared throughout the week in my Reach a Potential with Tiff podcast show were some things that I always look at things that come up for me and I know if things are coming up for me, they're going to come up for you too. So uh, what we looked at is things about, you know, what happens when things get tough. You know, we're looking at the importance of routines and, and how important they are to everything that we do. We look at the value of, of learning something new each day and why that's really important for you. And also Sweet Cravings Anonymous 2.0. So um, keep doing whatever you're doing. Enjoy these episodes from the, the Daily Tips and uh, I'll catch up with you at the end of these. So what do you do when things get tough? Right, so we get things thrown at us through life. What happens? What do you do? We get things thrown at us when we play sport. What happens? What do you do? Because we're always going to have times where it comes up where things are going to be tough. We're also going to have times when it's going to be easy. We're also going to have times where we can just, you know, we can cruise along a little bit. There's at times it's not difficult and tough, but it's not easy. We have to make sure we still stay focused and so on. So, what do we do though, especially when it gets tough? Now, I know from when I was playing tennis especially because that was my thing. I know I talk about it a lot, but I, I look back. I look back at the past not in the sense of, oh, you know, that was such a sad time or I didn't do this or I didn't do that. I look back at that to share with you, this is what I was going through then. This is how I was feeling then. And years later, I don't feel that same way. I didn't carry that with me. But I want want you to understand that if you're going through all of this now, I've been there too, so I get you. And that's why I share what was going on with me. And it doesn't matter how old you are doesn't matter if you're you know over 60 over 70 over 80 and you're going through stuff and you're finding things tough or you're you know a teenager you know or in your 20s or 30s 40s whatever right we all have times in where things get tough and I know when I was younger when things got tough this is what I used to say especially we'll talk about sport because that was where my passion is and and was also growing up and so when things got really tough for me, I used to really put myself down and go, yeah, Tiff, you know, you're just not good enough. You know, and I told you, I told you, Tiff, you couldn't do it. Told you, you know, this is like when I would 
finding it tough through a match or I lost a match or something like that or things got really hard in, in training. So it told you, told you you couldn't do it. Told you, Tiff, told you you'd never get there, right? So all of this stuff kept coming up. And then what would, what would happen is that I'd actually back down, especially in a, in a match. You know, if somebody was quite strong, I'd just go, I see, told you you're not good enough. And then I'd back down and I'd give up for a while. It was quite interesting because I never thought, and I went through all this other stuff like, you know, failure and, you know, you're never going to make it and, you know, what happens if you try really hard and you still lose, you're a loser, you know, all of that kind of stuff, right? But then I'd go through this cycle all the time and then I'd go back into this cycle of, okay, then I'd try again. But I'd always come up with the same words when I'd hit that wall when things got really, really tough and it happened a lot. And what was happening through those tennis matches especially, and especially as I was growing up, what happened a lot was, um, you know, when I was playing those matches, you know, my emotions would get exposed, right? So I'd get very emotional about the whole thing and then all these negative beliefs that would, would come up, I'd be very vulnerable, but really, reality was I was really too young and, and not only too young, but too young emotionally to know what to do. I just wasn't emotionally equipped with how to deal with situations that came up. It was the comments were always made, oh, well, you just got to play more matches. Well, playing more matches wasn't solving the problem, right? So that, that kept coming up. Yet when I took up golf, and we're talking, you know, 14 years later, when I took up golf, things were very different. Now, I've always been determined. I've always wanted to achieve in sport. That's always been my passion, right? It's something that I'm really good at. Like, you know, we're all given a gift and some of us don't know what that gift is at times. We still have to go on and find it. I know my gift is sport, right? That's my thing. Sport, training, love it. I absolutely love it. I love getting up early in the morning and going to the gym and training. I love grinding it out. I love just going and practicing. You know, I'm looking forward to buying a ball machine so I can start practicing tennis again because I love tennis. So I can start practicing again so I can grind it out and just hit ball after ball after ball. I love to train, right? Same with golf. I'm looking forward to getting back into practice and just grinding it out and working on one thing and making that skill really, really good. But I digress. So golf, as I got, when I was older in my 30s, you know, I had a better understanding for myself and and so on, but things were different, you know. Yes, I was determined. I was even more determined when I took up golf. But the things that were different then was that I started to look for answers because I didn't want the same demons to come back. So when things got tough, I didn't want to go, you see, told you, Tiff, you know, you're not good enough, told you you'll never make it, you'll never do this, you'll never do that. Where the difference was, I started to look for the answers when it got tough. Even when I hit plateaus, and if you're a golfer, you'll understand this, you do hit plateaus. In any sport, you hit plateaus. In life, you hit plateaus. But you've got to keep working through those plateaus. So I was starting to look for ways into, okay, what have I got to do to keep working through this? Right, Even times were difficult. I had a very controlling boyfriend at the time that I was dating, very, very difficult person, and whatever I did was never good enough and so on, but I kept trying, right? 
kept trying to improve. I kept trying to be better. And what I kept doing was I kept sorting out help, kept trying to learn how to understand me better so I could improve me better, kept learning how to you know, understand how I could improve my golf, right? Was not going to give up. That was the thing. It was really interesting because I had a hit with a, a lovely friend of mine, Janelle, and, and she was saying last week she really admires women who play golf, but not only play golf, that stick it out like really stick it out in golf when times are tough. She sees that as a sign as a strong woman. And she's right. Because I see so many people who think, okay, golf's just too hard, I can't do it. And they give up on it or they don't try, they don't put the effort in, but they have that constant frustration. Whereas the people that 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 I that come to me regularly are determined to do something about it, are determined to improve. Right, and she admires that in in women that she sees that plays golf because she's been playing, I think, for about four years or so now, playing really well. But she knows how tough it is because she's she's been there, done that. She continues to go through that process. We all go through that process, but it's how we deal with things, the challenges that come towards us when things get tough, right? So what about you? What do you do when things get tough? Do you back down? Do you push through? Do you try and find the answers to the the problems that are coming up for you? Do you just throw your hands up in the air and say, oh, this is too hard, I'll move on? So It's interesting to really look at what you do when things get tough. So I'm just going to give you a a way in which you can help yourself. So when things get tough, don't give up on you. So these are the things that you can look at. So I've got four, four steps for you. So step one is identify what is the problem. So if you're playing sport and you keep losing a match, why do you keep losing? What's going on there? Is your skill level not good enough? Are you not dealing with your focus? Can you not focus? Can you not perform under pressure? Are you um, struggling to maintain your fitness during the, the match? Are people upsetting you? Are you letting little things bug you? Do you not like people watching you? Do you not like people making comments? You can hear comments and that affects you. There's lots of things that go on. So what we want to do is we want to identify what the problem is. Then number two, why is that such a problem? And keep asking why. So if you have this thing where, oh, you know, this is too tough. I just can't do this. Look at why. Why can't you do this? And ask the question, why can't I do this? Why can't I get through this? And keep saying, okay, all right, why can't I do this? I don't. I don't know. Let's work it out. Get a piece of paper out and start working out why, right? Because you'll you'll start to solve that problem. And then, so by doing, so that's step three, really, I've jumped straight into it. What can you do to solve the problem? So get a piece of paper out and write down what is the problem and write, keep asking why. Why is this a problem? Why is this a problem? So that you can start to get to the to the root of the cause of what the problem actually is. And then step four is what action steps can you now take that's going to help you overcome this problem? So it might be getting coaching, right? It might be, okay, I've got to learn how to 
deal with my emotions. I've got to learn to control my emotions. I've got to learn how to focus. I've got to learn how to cope under pressure. I've got to learn how to tune people out so they don't bug me or annoy me. I've got to work out how I'm not going to get upset if somebody criticizes me, whatever that may be, right? So those are the four steps that you need to be working on how you can work through things when they get tough for you. You know, there's that saying, isn't there, we're creatures of habit. And you know what? We are. We are creatures of habit. And we are creatures in the sense of routines. We love routines. We love to do specific things at certain times of the day and so on. And by having these routines or habits in place, we want to make sure, though, that we have the right habits in place, the right things, the right routines that are actually going to be working for you. And you really need to identify what they are. Now, we have routines, don't we? We have routines in everything that we do. If we really think about it, let's have a look at what those routines could be. Because we want to know whether these routines are going to benefit us or will these routines hold us back. And you might be thinking, hey, Tiff, you know what? What do you mean by routines? I'm not really sure. Well, what I really mean, it's routines, this is my definition, there's really a series of actions that's going to create something. So like brushing your teeth, right? That's a routine. Having breakfast, that's a routine. Doing whatever, having a morning, you know, a, a series of morning actions that you do in the morning. It's a routine. Whatever you do for, for your lunch time or whatever you do for, throughout your day, it's a routine. Whatever you do in the evening is a routine. So we want to look at the routines. Now, what we want to do, though, is we want to make sure that we have a series of routines that are in place that are going to keep us steady because we don't want to have the emotions of really high euphoric like feeling not that I've ever taken drugs at all and I never intend to but you know that high euphoric feeling of oh my god this is so amazing right because you can get that through just through training actually and and achieving goals and so on but we don't want to have it from the other extreme down to the depths of despair almost to the point where you feel like you want to slit your wrists, not commit suicide, but it's just a um, really a, a term to describe how uh, down you, you feel at, in, in that moment from a specific routine, right? So we don't want to – well, a specific way that you feel in something that's happened, not necessarily a routine. It could be a routine though, right? And if that's happening, that specific routine that you're doing is not working for you. So we don't want to have those highs and lows. We want to make sure that we stay really steady. And it's really interesting because golf, I look at golf and golf is just full of routines. So you have a pre-shot routine, a way in which you behave and do certain things in preparation to hit your ball. Then you've got your actual swing routine. Then you've got like a routine that you, what you finish off called an after shot habit of what you do um, after you've played your shot, specific actions and so on. Um, the same in tennis, also, sorry, in golf, what you do in between the shots as well. You know, what kind of routines do you, do you adapt and, and op, uh, use through that, through that golfing routine right throughout your, your, the way you play. Same in tennis. Tennis, you have specific routines that you, 
you know, you pick up the balls in a certain way, you bounce the ball leading up to the baseline, there's a routine that you get in preparation to serve, there's a routine that you have in, in preparation in preparation, getting ready to receive and so on, right? So we have these right through sport. Now, if we have these routines in place, especially really good routines, we want to make sure that those are the things that keep us steady so that we don't have the extreme highs or the extreme lows because we want to stay cool, calm and collected, right? Because when awesome things happen, we know they're going to happen because we've had those routines in place. So it's the same as whether you're going to work or you're going to school or when you're practicing, there's routines. But what we need to make sure is that we have the routines that are in place that are going to benefit us and the routines that are going to help us, force us to grow and the routines that we are going to have that feeling of satisfaction and achievement, right? So we, we want to make sure that if the routines that we currently have is making us feel content, then it's probably not the right routine for us because what we want to do is we want to keep pushing ourselves, right? We need to feel more uncomfortable because when we feel more uncomfortable with what we're doing in the sense of that's going to benefit us, then we can keep growing. And we want to make sure that that keeps happening for you, right? So I want you to really be thinking about what are the type of routines that that could help improve you to really get you to what you want to do and what you want to achieve. So I've got four steps here for you today. So one is I want you to un- identify your current routine. So look at the routines, that, that how you're operating throughout the day. Do they benefit you or do they hinder you? Have a really good look at those because I have specific routines like a morning routine that I do and I love it. It keeps helping me to grow. It keeps helping me think and it prepares me for the day. I love it. Whereas my night routine is is getting better, but it's not quite what I like because I know I can get off track a little bit, especially when I'm tired. So we can I can see that that can hinder me a little bit because I can get distracted a little bit. So it's it's also making sure that those that routine is is better improved so it helps me. Okay, number two. So number one, I'll read that out again. Identify your current routine. So whether they benefit you or hinder you. Second step is routines that benefit you. Can you enhance them and make them better? Or are they really good at what you're doing and they set you up? They set you up and keep you steady emotionally. They set you up and help you get um, achieve your goals. Have a really good look at those because if they're not quite set up the way you like them, maybe you can enhance them. Number three, look at the routines that do not benefit you, the ones that hinder you, the ones that hold you back. You may need to get rid of them. You need to really look at them. Or are there a few different little action steps that you can add into that routine that can refine and make it make it better, okay, so that you can have that turn that routine that's stopping you and holding you back into something that's going to help you move forward into what you want to do. And number four, what routines can you implement today that's really going to get the ball rolling for you? So you've got some work to do, haven't you? So I want you to really identify what your routines are, whether they're working for you or they're not working for you. Look at ways in which you can improve them so that you keep growing and pushing you. And then look at the routines that you can add into your day that's going to keep moving you forward into getting 
you to where you want to go. Okay. We want to have an awesome, extraordinary life and that is achievable, but we need to put things in place so that we make that happen. Just going through the motions each day is not going to make that work for you. So I'm going to leave you with that routine um, task for you to do today or a little exercise so that you can put that in place and really help yourself move forward. I've got a question to ask of you today. Do you learn something new each day that can make a difference? Because I know some people do. Some people are quite open to learning things that are going to help improve them. And some people don't. Some people are just quite happy to go through the motions. You know, they do the same stuff every day and just show up and go to work and, and then go home. But they're really not getting the value out of their life. And we want to make sure that that happens for each and every one of you. So the things that I do, I'm going to share what I do so I can, I'm always learning new, something new each day because I always like to, to learn and grow. So when I go to the gym, I don't really listen to music. Sometimes I do. Sometimes on the weekends I'll listen to music and so on just to have a mental break. But especially during the week, I love listening to podcasts. I love listening to interviews uh, from successful people, people that have achieved some great things. I really love also listening to personal development and and growth and so on. So I like to make sure that I'm constantly listening because there's always something that comes up that you can hear and you're like, oh, that's interesting. I'd like to implement that into my life too. How can I do that? Also, you know, when I'm at home, I read each day and I really like to listen to people talking um, my husband says that I talk a lot. It's more about me sharing what's going on for the day. But at, when I'm out, I actually really listen to people. I listen to their conversations because I like to see if there's any value there. What are they sharing? What are they talking about? Can it add value to to my life? And does it add value to that person that they're talking to? And so on. I find that really fascinating. But the thing too is what I want you to understand that is if we're learning something of value each day, we, we really want to be looking at it that we're on a journey of continual growth, right? So we want to be continually improving ourselves, right? Continually making ourselves a better version of what we were the day before. And how can we do that? Well, there's lots of simple things that we can do. We can participate in courses. We can go and attend events. We can read. We can watch YouTube videos and take notes and see what can what we can implement. Listen to podcasts. We can go and play sport. There's lots of things that we can do. And if you keep learning and you keep uh, working on improving yourself, you become a very valuable person because you're full of knowledge right you're really interesting you have all this knowledge that you can make a difference to someone else's life you have all this knowledge that you can share right you're creating value for someone else you're not only creating the value for you because you're learning about all these new things you're creating value to other people also so the thing is is we don't want to just grow up and just go to school, get a job, and that's it. 
right? That's not, that's not it. That's not what we do. What we want to do is we want to keep learning. We want to keep growing, right? I went from, even though I talk about it quite a bit as my tennis and pursuing a tennis career, professional tennis career and so on when I was younger, but I went from tennis, I went to real estate, I've been to golf, I've done many, many sports, I've participated in most sports, and now I'm on this journey, I want to begin a speaking a speaking career, right? That's why I'm publishing a book, so I can, you know, start getting speaking gigs and travel the world speaking, right? It's constantly changing and growing and improving. So my question for you today is what can you learn today that will be of value not only to you but to other people around you and can that continual journey of growth and development keep helping you learn and improving you? Welcome to this episode, Sweet Cravings Anonymous (laughs) 2.0. If you were uh, tuned in last week, I shared Sweet Cravings Anonymous and I was sharing with you a little, um, I saw it as a big problem, this sweet craving that I felt like I was being possessed by the devil over the last, uh, I guess, six weeks or so, possibly two months And I felt as though it was getting out of control. Not that I was, you know, binge eating and all of that kind of thing, but I felt like it's not my usual norm and I was finding a lot of things that were going on for me in that time. I was working a lot. Um, I was getting really tired. So at night time I was really looking for sweet things and I was very diligent much more diligent through the week and on the weekends I had this thing where I was like, okay, it's okay. I can go and have, you know, these sweets in the, um, you know, whatever it may be um, in the afternoon on, you know, or Saturday night or, you know, on Sunday because I said that it was okay. I had this a conversation with myself that it was okay to do all that. But what I was finding was that every weekend I was like, okay, well, let's have some more, let's have some more, let's have some more. I was like a not an addiction, but becoming um, slightly obsessed, I think, with having sweets on the weekend because I'd almost get to the point where I'd have to deprive myself during the week. And I I never want to live my life in a thing where I I was going to deprive myself because then life is not enjoyable, but it's all about moderation and so on. So what I shared with you was some things that I did in – what the plan was in taking action to control it and and so on. So I was sharing that I was going to test out having apple cider vinegar at night. So when I started to get a sweet craving coming on, I could do that. And it was really interesting because when the sweet craving came on, yep, great, off I went and had some apple cider vinegar that tackled the problem instantly. So I wasn't interested in anything after that. But I also found that I only had to do it every second night. I didn't have to do it every night, which was quite interesting because the the alternate nights I was not looking for something, which I found was really interesting. And even the weekend that's just passed, didn't have any chocolate or anything. Yeah, I had some honey on some bread. I don't have any carbs or anything like bread or anything like that through the week. I only have that on Sundays. So I had, you know, a few rolls with some honey on them and that was okay. I was happy to do that. 
Um, but again, you know, I was, I think I was enjoying it a little bit too much, but again, like I said, a good, a good shift, right? So that was really, really good. So, um, what I wanted to share with you today though, is what the, what I did. And it was really the five steps in order to, to make sure that I was keeping, uh, on track for what I believed was, I felt being possessed by the devil with this sweet craving, um, in order to, to make sure that I continually improve me and, and not, and overcome this sweet craving so that it doesn't feel like it gets out of control. So the, the first step that I did was I really, I acknowledged that I felt that it wasn't good, right? So it was that acknowledgement and I felt that it wasn't good. I felt like I was, like I said, I, I know I keep saying possessed by the devil, but that's what it felt like. Um, so the thing was just acknowledging, okay, you know what, Tiff, there's a problem there. You're craving sweets too much. You're looking for them too much. Let's acknowledge that that, that, that is a problem and then we need to do something about it. So the second step was, okay, I made a decision. And that decision was that I decided it was time to make a change. And it was a time to make a change, especially on the weekends, because during the week, it's not, it's fine. It's manageable. But on the weekends, it was not so manageable. So the second step was that I made that decision. The third step was then I made sure that I kept on the path. So I made sure I made that agreement with my self was that I was not going to give in to temptation. And once you make that decision, your mindset is very powerful because whatever you uh, think, you're going to control those emotions around that, but you're the one that's in control, right? I needed to take, make sure that I took control of that. So I, you know, it was really interesting because I went and my hubby loves chocolate. So I bought him some chocolate on Saturday night, brought it home for him. Didn't have any because I know what happens if I give in to the temptation, right? So I didn't put myself in that position to give in to the temptation and even have one because I know I can't just have one. I either have a, quite a bit or nothing. So don't give in to the temptation, right? So it was keeping on the path. Number four, I took action, right? So my actions was that I drank, had a tiny little swig of apple cider vinegar just to get rid of that craving, right? That feeling that I needed to have something sweet, which is really I didn't. Because by tackling that issue that was coming up, having a swig of apple cider vinegar, got rid of the craving straight away. And number five, step five was continue the process. So it's just about making it and part of the routine, right? It's putting it into the routine of this is what I do. So when I have a craving and I really want something sweet, have a swig of apple cider vinegar. On Sundays, I've made a little bit of an adjustment. Yep, you know what? It's okay to have some honey and bread. Let's do that. Let's just test that out for a while and see how you manage that. If that gets out of control, then we'll make another change, right? It's just really identifying what's going on for you. And that's really the big thing. So I hope you enjoyed Sweet Cravings Anonymous 2.0. I will probably catch up with you again in the future about what's going on. But I like to share that because, you know, we all have our little vices that come up for us and it's ways in which that we can manage ourselves better. 
Okay, so that was really interesting, wasn't it? What do you do when things get tough, right? How do you cope when things get tough for you? So here are are some reminders of what you can do. So one is you can identify what the problem is. Two, what is it? Why is it such a problem? And keep asking that question, why? Why is it such a problem? Why? Why? Number three, what can you do to solve that problem? And then number four, what action steps can you take to make sure that when things are getting tough, you know how to deal with it, right? We want to be prepared, okay? Uh, We also looked at routines, didn't we? We looked at how important routines are. And because we're creatures of habit, aren't we? We want to make sure that, or what goes on for us is we do like routines, whether you admit it or not, but we do like routines and we want to make sure that we have the right routines in place so that they're there to benefit us versus them holding us back. So we need to make sure that the the routines that we have are, are in place. So what I got you to do through that, and I'm going to give you a reminder, is what you can do right now is, one, you can identify what your current routines are. So we want to look at what the routines that are benefiting you and also the routines that are hindering you or holding you back. We also want to look at number two is routines that benefit that benefit you. How can you enhance them and make them better? They may be great just the way they are. You may not need to enhance them or make them better. You may need to do a one little tweak to them or so on. Maybe not. You may not need to worry about that. But just want to make sure that we've got those routines in place that are going to benefit you. Number three, the ones, the routines that actually hinder you, do we get rid of them or can we refine them and make them better? So that's what you need to identify. And number four, what routines can you implement today that's going to get the ball rolling for you? Okay, we need to make sure that you're ready to take action. We also looked at about learning something of value every day, didn't we? And I always talk to you, you know, throughout all of these episodes is, is really about developing you, isn't it? We're on a journey of continual growth right? Constantly learning, constantly improving. It doesn't stop once we finish school. Some people think once you finish school, that's it. No, that's just the beginning. You've just learned whatever you've needed to learn at school, right? It doesn't prepare you for what, what goes on out in the big world though, does it? Because we know that once we step out into the big world, right? We're not prepared for, for, for life. So we need to make sure that we're working on keep improving ourselves. We've got to keep improving ourselves. So the things that I want you to be looking at and for yourself is what can you be learning today, tomorrow, the next day that's going to help you continue that journey of growth and development so that you become a better version of you, that 2.0 or 3.0 or 10.0. I reckon I'm about a 20.0 version of me than what I was when I was little. And then how can you use that and help become really val- a really valuable person, right, with the knowledge You'll be, you'll be really interesting. You'll make a difference to someone else's life. And, and, and sharing that knowledge that you're learning, right, it makes you feel good. You're helping other people get better. 
and you're also working on improving you, okay? So we want to make sure that what you're doing is you're learning something of value every day and that sweet cravings anonymous 2.0. Yep, that's right. We looked at, we looked at I have a sweet uh, problem. I don't think it's to the, it's not to the, look, it's not to the extreme, but it's a, it's a problem enough for me and I don't want to make, I don't want anything uh, to interfere with my pursuit of excellence. So when, and it's the thing, the thing, you know, it doesn't matter whether it's a sweet craving or it's something else, you don't want to be out of control with it. You want to have it in control. So what we looked at is we, and, and you can do this with anything, right? But I looked at how I acknowledged, you know what? It's not a good feeling the way I'm feeling about this having sweets. Uh, my um, obsession or feeling like I'm possessed by the devil with it. Then I made that decision, right? Time to make a change on weekends. I'm tired of uh, going through this process. I feel like I'm on a bit of a roller coaster ride with it. Then three, I was like, okay, now I've got to make sure that I keep on the path. So I don't give in to temptation and four, it was making sure I took action. So there's an action step I had to take was, was to drink apple cider vinegar and then five was to continue the process. But you can look at this as anything that you do, right? So anything that you want to make a change of or like, you know, like I've got a sweet, I love sweets, right? Something sweet. Uh, we want to make sure that whatever your vice is, that we can control it better. And there's those simple steps. So one is, you know what, acknowledge that there's something going on there and we can improve it. Number two, just make a decision. Make a decision at what you want to do with, about it. Number three, once you've made that decision, you've got to keep on the path, right? Keep on the path. Follow what you want to do to improve it. Don't give in to that temptation. Four, you're taking action. So what are the action steps that you need to be taking? And five, you just continue the process, right? It's going to be a work in progress and that's okay. It's okay. That happens. But we want to make sure that you're, like I said, you're on that journey of continual growth and development and working on improving you. And if you have a vice that's you feel like that's hindering you a little bit, okay, let's do that. Let's work on controlling it better, okay? Nothing wrong with that. So I hope you enjoyed the daily tip for this week. Love it if you could share with me what you like best about what you heard today. Also would love it if you could share these episodes with your friends if you feel that they would get value out of them. That I would really appreciate that. If you uh, have just 30 seconds to spare, I'd really appreciate it if you could leave a five-star review wherever you hear this episode and uh, share with me what you like best about what you hear throughout these episodes and I want you to dream big, believe in you, have an absolutely awesome, awesome day. Take care. Talk soon. Bye-bye.